Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. What's going on today, you guys? It's Dave Mormon, your home service business coach. Uh, I've got a pretty cool piece of content for you today. I sat down with my buddy Rob Shouldis, who's in uh, in my same province here in Canada, in British Columbia. He lives a couple hours away, actually on uh, Vancouver Island, and he is just into his pressure washing startup, and he is growing like stink so i wanted to get him on to my podcast here and hear how he's doing it he deplores a pretty robust door knocking strategy so i think there'll be some good gold nuggets in uh, this talk for you and uh, he's just really getting after it he set a goal to hit a hundred thousand in his first year and he did two hundred thousand and he's even growing well beyond that so hear from rob he's uh he's someone i've helped uh mentor and get his business off the ground and i'm uh, just so proud to see how far he's taken this thing and uh, i really look forward to seeing his continued success in the coming years because he is a force to be reckoned with and he's putting uh, Canada on the map here in pressure washing. So hear my interview uh, with Rob and uh, I hope that there's some good value for you uh, in it because there is just so much power in learning and in knowledge and if you can take it and apply it into your business it's just going to be like pouring rocket fuel on a fire so here my interview with rob thanks again as always for tuning in uh, if you're finding value in these podcasts if you could please write me a review and subscribe to my channel would mean the world to me and i will keep the free content coming so enjoy my talk with rob and we will talk to you guys soon Okay, we are officially live. Um, welcome, uh, everyone, to this broadcast. I'm uh, Dave Mormon, Home Service Business Coach. I've got my good friend Rob Shouldis from Elevate Exteriors all the way from uh, across the pond in Victoria. <laughs> uh, Rob, how are you? How are you doing today, man? Good, good. Sun shining today here in Victoria, so it's always a good sign for for morale for the guys out working. So yeah, awesome, man. Awesome. We'll just let the uh, let this build up. Get a few viewers. I'm gonna just uh, find where this is, and I'm gonna get it shared uh, shared in a couple of groups here. So just give me a second here. No worries. <clears throat> okay. Perfect. Um, so Rob, let's uh, let's maybe tell the listeners, you know, kind of. We know you're in Victoria, BC, so we're just a short ferry ride from each other. Um, tell us a bit about your business. Tell us what kind of services you do. How long you've been in business? Give us fill us in a little bit, and then uh, we'll kind of ask questions from there. Yeah, sounds good, man. So uh, we just started this past year. Um, kind of a rocky start with COVID. Uh, we're hoping to get the jump in the spring, but it ended up kind of getting pushed back to more March, April time. Um, obviously missed a bit of the spring rush, unfortunately, but we're hoping to get out there that next year. 
Um, so yeah, I got off to a bit of a rocky start there with COVID, um, but kind of got a base of marketing going um, really solid. And I'd say May, by the time mid-May came around, we had a really good base of marketing going. Um, we were marketing services, window washing, uh, roof demossing, uh, gutter cleaning, driveway, pressure washing, house washing, all that kind of stuff. And I uh, got a really good foundation of marketing going, bringing in tons of leads. Um, and from there, we were converting those estimates uh, and then uh, hopefully onto jobs for the most part. Um, yeah, it came down to a lot of our, you know, success this year came down to our marketing and our sales capacity. The production part was a bit of a learning curve at the start, but, you know, it's, it's not rocket science. So once you kind of get the basics down, you can figure out, you know, how to clean a window pretty well and make people happy. Um, and uh, once we had that down, we kind of positioned ourselves in more of a premium market, I guess you could say. Victoria has a lot of areas that have a little bit more income. So uh, we were pricing ourselves more premium, premiumly and, uh, you know, therefore offering a little bit better service, making sure customers are totally happy at the end of the projects. And, uh, yeah, kind of just snowballed from there and, and turned into to a pretty good season here. And we're, we're actually still washing. Uh, we got uh, two, three, I guess, two, two full-time guys and then one part-time guy going still. So. Man, that that's awesome. So just to recap, this is this is your first year in business, right? You just started like January of 2020. So like you went through COVID as a business owner, which is which is unbelievable. Um, and your your really ideal customer sounds like they're like an affluent homeowner uh, sure. who's really valuing, you know, service. And, and I'm guessing you're probably not like the cheapest outfit in town. No, no, definitely not. I'd say there's probably a couple people in Victoria, a couple of the companies in Victoria that we compete closely with on price, but the other ones are usually quite a bit less than us. Okay. You know, that being said, in Victoria as well, we have, you know, an older population than a lot of Canada as well. So there's a lot of people that are looking for, you know, high quality service that they can't quite do themselves anymore. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. And your service offering is like uh, typical cleaning windows, gutter cleaning, uh, and you do soft washing as well, right? Yeah, correct. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah, guys, just to the viewers here watching, um, Rob is, his business has grown like crazy from Zippo to like doing, uh, over six figures now. So if you have any questions for Rob, I've, I'm casting this in a few pressure washing groups. So I know there's a lot of people that kind of wonder, man, how do I get off the truck? Uh, how do I grow my business? So that's why I wanted to have Rob come on here for about 30 minutes and just share, uh, kind of some of his expertise. Cause um, are you, do you go out in the field at all a little bit here and there or no? If, if we have any issues with like maybe the truck, there's a, you know, troubleshooting something on the, the truck or whatnot, okay. but no, yeah. not really. We've got guys that train our new people and, and, uh, yeah, I haven't really done any washing since kind of the initial testing, you yeah. know, trial phase at the very start back in, you know, March or so, April. Cool. So you're, you're obviously thankful for your team that they can yeah they yeah. can do the work and your your skills is more in kind of entrepreneurial land building systems and i know sure. we've had a number of of chats about uh jobber crm yeah. and other fun stuff so um yeah. okay and and tell us maybe a bit more of your background like how did you learn customer service how do you know home services um kind of kind of fill the viewers in on on that yeah absolutely so i started off you know five years ago first year university student uh, dead broke, uh, looking for work. I uh, got a job with a uh, student painting company is just a painter um, that morphed into um, myself running a franchise for a student painting company the following year. And then that kind of trickled along. I ended up doing four years with that. Uh, we found quite a bit of success um, with the painting side of things. And 
yeah, I started to space things up a little bit, step into something a little bit new, and and uh, that's kind of where it led us now, I guess, into the washing. Okay, and and how long did you have your painting business for? You said uh, I was I had a franchise for four years. Cool, cool, man. And I remember you set all kinds of records. I think you beat my record for production too. So that a couple of good years. <laughs> that's how I first heard about you. I was like our old uh, our old regional manager texted me. I was like, man, uh, Rob just beat your record. So I was like, man, I gotta. <laughs> Got to get in touch with this guy. So yeah. um, that's really cool. So that's kind of where you cut your teeth on learning home services, what homeowners sure. are looking for, how to hire. Yeah, uh, I'm sure you learned a lot through that as as I did. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I would definitely wouldn't be where I am right now without it. So, yeah. And so maybe um, maybe compare and contrast painting and pressure washing. Like what what is it about pressure washing or home services that you've kind of put your stamp on and said, you know, I'm going to be doing this for the next however many years. What What is it you love about the business? Yeah, for sure. Um, part of it was just that it was something fresh, something new. Um, for me, it's not really about, you know, in terms of the actual business and the skills you have to learn to be able to carry out that business. It's more about the systems you can build and and growing the business. And so um, painting was, it was great, don't get me wrong, but, uh, you know, it got a little bit stagnant towards the end. Um, things started kind of, you know, tapering off revenues were you know pretty consistent and you know I was finding myself more and more removed from the business and so um, I was just kind of looking for something new a little bit fresh jump back into it get excited again about going to work waking up in the morning and, and getting uh, getting the boots on to go to work um, so yeah that was that was that was mostly it for me um, in terms of the differences um, job size is probably the biggest difference you know you're managing a lot more clients with washing um, which has its pros and its cons you know the pros for that are you're making a lot more people on average, you know, happy. You're touching a lot more, you know, people around town to make them a lot happier. Whereas painting, you're only dealing with, you know, 100 clients a year. I think this year we had about 500 or so, 600 clients. Yes. This um, you know, you're able to build that base a lot quicker. Uh, really fun. You know, I never really got to build that end of it too much with the student painting. Um, you know, we're able to get on Google. We're getting tons of reviews coming in there. Um, it's a lot easier to get those reviews to come in as well. Um, so you just have so many more clients to deal with, right? So um yeah that's awesome that's awesome and your reviews uh are are super good so look look it up on google uh elevate exterior washing uh or is it elevate home services elevate exterior washing yeah. elevate exterior washing okay Lo i love the name too my uh a buddy of mine here was doing a bit of junk removal on the side and and he called his yeah. business elevate as well so it's uh yeah. it's, a, it's a pretty like memorable word i think that speaks to the brand which is uh uh, sure. a pretty pretty good call on your part from a branding perspective yeah i appreciate that it was it was an interesting process locking the name down so we, we submitted a lot of approvals we had elevate washing we had elevate it wasn't you know distinct enough and whatnot so yep. it's a definitely an interesting process to kind of find find where we're at now so that's awesome so um this is kind of off script but you you mentioned you had five or six hundred clients this year Tell us yeah. how how on earth you did that because I know there's people I've talked to that are like they have a hundred clients every year and then you know next year they might have a hundred and ten and then they have one twenty and it's like the most like little incremental growth so you basically don't even know how to squeegee a window you figure out the yeah. business and go like boom zero to six hundred clients six hundred jobs so tell us two yeah. or three points give us some gold mine gold nuggets uh, how did you do that how do you do that yeah, great question. Um, at first, we were using Google Calendar and, and Google Docs, and uh, it was an absolute nightmare. 
Um, we spent you know hours, hours and hours and hours going through our Google Docs, sorting them out, you know, putting clients into Google Calendar. It was just, and you know, that was when we only had one vehicle going. So it was, it was an absolute nightmare. So um, we actually jumped on the jobber train. Um, it was great, to be honest. Uh, for painting, you know, back in the day, if you get away with you know using Google Calendar and that kind of stuff because you have so few jobs. Um, they're long, you know, they last weeks at a time, so you can you know throw them in there once and that's it. Uh, with washing, you know, we're doing three to five people a day. So, um, yeah, it, the scheduling aspect for our employees was fantastic. Um, a lot less mess ups. You know, we weren't having, you know, typos and guests and whatnot with addresses. We weren't having, you know, double uh, appointments. People weren't getting missed. Um, you know, you can email rate right from Jobber saying, hey, you know, like, uh, we need to reschedule your appointment here. Sorry about this. You know, we move you to this, and it you know takes the team that you had scheduled with you. It's just so beautiful the scheduling end of things. Um, and further to that, it allowed for us to get a lot more information from our teams as well. Because uh, with our current or system before, we just had guys spending their hours to us, and we had no idea how long they were spending at jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we really utilized that the time clock is probably one of the biggest things that we use and we look at regularly to see uh, how on budget the guys are. Uh, okay. um, Obviously, revenue is really important for us. But at the end of the day, what we take home is probably the most important out of everything. So, um, you know, we're really, really pushing to make sure we're having the best margins. We ran a pretty tight ship this year for the most part. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's good to be able to have that time clock feature. You can clock right into that specific job and and really see you know what kind of money you're making on every job. So yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, no, Jobber's been great for us too. No, no doubt. Um, do you, um, do you use the jobber payment function at all for credit cards or are you just getting a check check payments or how does that yeah, work? This year, that was one thing that we didn't do. Um, we honestly took most of our payment via e-transfer, nice. um, which was nice. We saved a bit of money on the credit card uh, fee. Yep. Um, you know, we're at a point this year where most of the money we made, we reinvested back into the business. And so we were really squeezing everything dry. Yeah, uh, you know my business partner had you know a loan going into this year, so uh, you know, that paid back and make enough money for him to be able to survive until we get going again next year. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so we really squeezed everything we could have out of it. I don't know if we'll do the same next year or not. Yeah, um, I'm hoping to grow quite a bit. So um, yeah, it, we had mail check and e transfer was our two primary methods of payment, and then we just you know uh, mobile deposit the checks when we're doing payroll. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting chat. I mean, I I like the credit card payments on the smaller jobs because you're not running around chasing checks. But yeah, when jobs get north of a thousand bucks, it's like uh, you're paying that fee. You're kind of thinking twice. But um, yeah, it it is something to think about um, that you're not having to run around like what's the time worth from an office person calling all these people to, to pay. So uh, for sure, that's exactly it, and and uh, we still have a little accounts receivable to collect. So you know, you can ask me maybe in a couple couple months here when we wrap up at the end of the year. Okay, uh, people were chasing around for a hundred bucks, or you know, 150, 200 bucks. Whatever. I know. Yeah, there, there's those people in any business that believe me. Um, we got a good question from from Ryan Smith here. He said, "If you went to six hundred clients in one year, what was your marketing method and close rate on leads? What's your average ticket?" So he's just peppering you with. I know you know these numbers because you are a, well, you're you're a, you're a number savage like I am. So maybe Absolutely. maybe tell Ryan talk about marketing close rate. Maybe let's start with. Yeah, what what was your close rate? Are you closing one out of ten, or what would that look like? Yeah, rate at this time again, it really depended on the time of the year for us. 
Uh, right now, we're closing, I'd say, about 35%, I think. Cool. Um, one, one out of three jobs here. Are, is one out of three. Ahead. Okay. And then I would say where we uh, normally in peak season, we're signing about 44, 45% is what our target was. Okay. Uh, above that, we're, we're trying to bring our pricing up a little bit to kind of drop it down a little bit. And if it was below that, we were seeing what was going on. If, you know, our guy that's doing our estimates was, you know, not selling quite right or if his prices were too high or what it was. Yep. Um, right now we're seeing about 35%. Um, but I'd say that that 10% that we are losing at this time of the year, are people that have emailed and said, Hey, book us in first thing next year. Nice. So we haven't put them through a sales quite yet, but, um, we're hoping to, you know, get those people dealt with in the, in the spring. We didn't want to kind of counter chickens before they hatched and put them through a sales. We wanted to kind of wait cause a lot of people duck out, I'm sure between now and then. So. Man, um, you're you're gonna see some overflow too, right? Like some people just budget. They're like, "Man, I didn't know it was seven hundred dollars to clean my home. Let's put that on the budget for the spring." You know, so you will have some like uptick in that, I'm sure. Yeah, we're that's that's the hope. We've got an email box right now on our email that just says clients for for twenty twenty one already. So nice. We we love the tag on Jobber tag uh, call spring twenty twenty one and just like yeah, this. What's that? I haven't used that before, actually. Man, yeah, we we I'll show you later, but we tag everything like uh, what year the client was, what their service is. Um, we even have code language if they're super picky too. So, okay, um, cool. yeah, it's kind of a cool way to stay organized. Um, what what was your average ticket this year? Do you do you know that yeah, roughly? Probably a couple of weeks, but it was about four hundred and forty dollars was what we were going at. Um, cool. Yeah, for the most part, four forty. Yeah, awesome, man. And I guess the million dollar question is like, what marketing methods did you do to get to 600 people? Like, um, tell us, tell us a few of your, your ninja tricks there. Cause that I can tell you, man, that's not normal. Like my first year we did, uh, like in just a summer, we did like 20 grand just exploring the business, but for you to go zero to like whatever you're doing, it's pretty, pretty cool. So tell us how, how did you get to 600 clients? Yeah, for sure. So at the start, you don't have a whole lot of brand recognition. Um, so obviously getting that off the ground, you know, getting your brand on everything and anything you can was really important for us. Um, but we didn't really start getting phone calls, uh, you know, from our online stuff, I'd say until probably about halfway through the summer once we got, you know, 20 plus reviews on Google. Um, and so we didn't rely on that too heavily. Um, our primary method at the start and still is honestly right now is door to door. Uh, we have a cold caller that goes uh, we, we had a team of cold callers uh, back more in the summer, but we kind of lost a couple and let a couple go. Um, so we kind of have our, our best couple guys going right now. Um, right now, one guy is very consistent, goes out 20 to 30 hours a week. Very consistent, very, very good for a cold caller. Most of them don't like to go that much, but this guy loves it. So um, we give as many hours as he wants. The sunny days, he's taking advantage. Um, he's a great closer at the door. And so, yeah, knocking on doors is definitely our, our primary go-to. Um, Obviously, it's more expensive than, you know, getting leads through, you know, Google or whatnot. But uh, it was the only thing that was really concrete. It wasn't like a passive marketing strategy. It was like, knock on the door. Hey, what can we do for you? We noticed you have a little bit of moss here. We'd love to take care of that for you. Uh, can we book a quote with you? Um, and so it was kind of getting out, seeing people, getting in front of people. Um, you know, it was our primary method. Next year, we're hoping to move more into the digital, more into the Google AdWords, the Facebook ads. Uh, that kind of stuff. But, you know, we were a bit of a tighter budget this past year. We needed concrete results right now. Um, and so we were getting out and uh, knocking on doors. 
So to answer the question, like you, you basically door knocked your way to success. Like you, you uh, just wanted yeah. the payment and knock. How how did that work during COVID? Like, are people like stay away, or is that not even a thing? Yeah, great question. Um, it really depended on what the news was saying. A lot of what we found, but um, you know, our guy would knock and stand back, you know, six to eight feet, and uh, you talk to people there. And some people were uncomfortable. It's totally okay. We're, you know, hey, sorry, have a great day. Um, but for the most part, people are really good. They really appreciate, you know, local businesses getting out. They understand that we're all hurting. Um, mm-hmm. And so they're like, you know, anybody coming out, you know, people knocking on your door is a pretty telltale sell that, they, you know, they want business. They're looking for business. So um, for the most people uh, part, people are pretty sympathetic. Um, I think to us, you know, banging on their door, stepping back, talking to them from a distance, explaining to them that our process is completely uh, contact free if they want it to be. And uh, yeah. Man, that's amazing. That's such a simple marketing strategy. I know when I got my painting business going, I mean, that's what we, that's what we learned too, as student painting is go, go pound the pavement, knock on doors. Um, It's funny that the marketing methods that people kind of turn their nose up to like, "Ah, I don't want to do that. It's the ones that work because people aren't willing to put in the work and do it. No one else wants to do it. That's exactly it. So yeah. That's, that's awesome. So I've been guessing like, is this going to be a, a part of your marketing strategy looking at 2021? Like get, sure. get, cause you'll have your same guy you said, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, we're already actually looking at starting our building our team a bit for next year. Um, our guys coming back, uh, we're hoping to add a couple more really good people to the, to the mix as well. Um, both me and my business partner are stepping back. We're going to be hiring a full-time office manager next year to, to manage the phone and all the emails so that we can step away from that. Nice. And, uh, Basically, me and my business partner, you know, when you have a business partner, I, I've never had one before this business, and I was kind of a little hesitant to do it because I wasn't sure, right? You know, splitting your profit, or there's a lot of pros and cons. You gotta Making decisions is a lot tougher. Um, and so one thing that I emphasized to him and we both kind of found common ground on was that, you know, if we're both working in the business, we both have to be driving the business. One person can't be just idly sitting. Uh, you know, we got to both be contributing. 100%. And so for next year, our plan is to have both of us trying to funnel our own kind of marketing strategies, I guess. So um, we're both going to be building marketing teams. We're going to be marketing different areas of the town, uh, city. Um, we're both going to have one of us is going to be on Google, one of us is going to be on Facebook. We're going to really divide up um, our marketing so that we're both pushing our own results, I guess. So I mean, look at it, sit down and look at it, be like, hey, look, this pulled in this many leads, this pulled in this many leads, then we can yeah. compare and kind of make decisions that way. So we're both driving the business where if one person is just doing it, it's really easy to, you know, kind of halt up the, the speed of the growth of the business. So yeah. and one, one thing I love about your story is just how, um, how scrappy you are. And like you correct me if I'm wrong, but you've just bootstrapped this thing. You said you had a loan. Uh, yeah. You came off the back of a painting business. It's not like you're, uh, you know, we're born with a silver spoon in your mouth. You're just literally like, no angel investment, just like, just let's get after it, knock on doors and you, you book 600 clients. Like that's just amazing. Absolutely. And it's, it's the business part of it. It's what, you know, wakes me up every morning. I get excited about building the business, right? It's the mm-hmm. best part of it all. When things are, you know, things never run smoothly all the time, but when they're running smoothly, it feels great. When they're not, you know, there's, it's work to be done. And that also feels good as well because you're building those systems to make it better. Right. So that's a perfect segue to our next question. We got a couple more for you, but, um, Tell us about the challenges of being an entrepreneur, um, or or is it uh, all sunshine and rainbows, and you're in your private jet and your Lamborghini and stacks of cash? Tell tell us yeah. like the downside. What 
what people don't see on Instagram. Um, yeah. What what are a few of the negatives that it's just like, man, this is rough. This sucks. Like a, yeah. a person without our entrepreneurial disease would not need to deal with this. Tell us about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things. Uh, work-life balance is a huge one. Huge, huge, huge one. Um, really, really tough to turn off at the end of the day when you're getting emails at you know nine o'clock with clients that want to go ahead with work. You want to answer the email. You want to jump on there and be like, hey, yeah, that's great. Um, but uh, work-life balance definitely, definitely a big one. Um, when to turn off? Uh, and you know, part of it, well, even this you know fall, I'll admit that I you know burnt out a little bit this past fall. Um, mm -hmm. I was time classes this past summer. I had six classes uh, going up until the end of July. Um, it was a lot with the business. So um, definitely burnt out a little bit. And so that's something that I'm going to be personally working on. Again, I work on it every year because I find myself pushing myself to the point of burning out most years. And so I got to really find a way to, to combat that because the falls are definitely less productive than they could be. Um, Wait, work like just, just a quick sec. You had six classes as well and you grew this business. That's <laughs> yeah. amazing, man. That's super cool. Um, so work, work life balance. That's a, that's a biggie. Um, and anything else that's kind of like, if someone was maybe thinking of getting into pressure washing or window washing, that's like, yep. man, I, I kind of wish I knew this or this isn't so glamorous for sure. Um, yeah, we're definitely, you know, being in the washing business, it's, you know, the business of, of wet and water and everything else. And I find, you know, with this business, with any business, when it rains, it pours a lot of the time. So Definitely something that you have to manage the highs and the lows. That takes the other one. So you have your work-life balance, and then within the business, you have your highs and your lows. And it's really easy to be riding high. Um, and that's the scariest point because when you're feeling good, things are going well. Um, that's when things are going to start to take a turn, right? So when things aren't going well, you know, it's going to stack up. And those days where you have many things not going well, you know, like clients calling with touch-ups and you know, underquoted job and you know, flat tire on the van and you know, whatever else. Um, those are the days that are the hardest um, and being able to manage that. So on those days when you are feeling really good, you're not getting so high that when you come crashing down, you're not, you know, burning out of the bottom basically that you're able to come back. So I say that's the other definitely hardest part of the job is kind of maintaining a, an even keel and, and uh, yeah, not getting too high, not getting too low. Yeah. It success in a small business, let alone home services. It's definitely not a, a linear progression. There's like this meme that's like what success looks like as an entrepreneur. And it's like, the craziest like squiggly lines up down i'm on top of the world i'm down in the dump so that Absolutely. i think that's what it is man um and and headaches come from everywhere um what whatever the business is if you're pressure washing window washing painting what fill, sure. fill in the blank so for sure um, and if it, you're not you're not pushing hard enough you probably weren't i don't have enough headaches right so um that's the other thing it's a bit of a telltale sign if you're not pushing hard enough things are comfortable you're probably not pushing hard enough so Totally. So um, tell us uh, maybe what business looks like. Uh, maybe we'll talk about systems quickly and then we'll talk about close up with what next year looks like. But I know you're big. I know you're big into systems. What's been like a, key, a few key systems that have helped grow, elevate this this quickly? Yeah. Can just again, if talking to the new person, the new girl, the new guys getting into it, what's like a few key systems you'd be like, do this, do this, don't do this. What What would you say to that? For sure, for sure. Um, so I'd say there's kind of one in each section. So marketing, sales, and then production. Uh, for us this year, what was huge, again, with our strategy, knocking on doors, um, you're relying on your employees to report the information correctly. Um, and so for us, booking the appointments at the door was a huge thing when I, I didn't do this for painting and I always just had docs and Excel. Mm -hmm. And it was a nightmare, absolute nightmare. You're organizing it. There's no, you know, 
people all over the place. It's just a gong show. So this year we uh, used an app called Calendly. Um, it's a really dead simple app to use. Um, it costs, I think, $8 a month or something like that. Um, and basically what it is is just at the door. And we have it integrated on our website as well, actually. Basically, it just pulls open. Um, you can select what days you want to do quotes on, uh, Monday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever you want, what times you're available, how long those appointments need to be. And um, basically when they knock on the door, instead of saying, hey, are you interested? Yeah, perfect. We'll grab your phone and contact you for an appointment. You book them right in for an appointment right there on the spot. Um, and so that shoots over to a Google Calendar for our estimators Google Calendar, and it also sends an um, email to the client to remind them to give them kind of a heads up. Hey, you have an appointment scheduled for this time. Um, this increased the amount of people that are home. That's where we really capitalize is when people are home. We love to talk to them. We love to smile, show them that we're you know young, hardworking guys that uh, really like to get the job done. Um, so getting people home is a huge one, and that really improved that. Um, it also caught a lot more clients, um, you know, that maybe weren't looking at doing the work this year. They didn't even really think about it. It hadn't come up. Um, you get them there. You book the appointment. You get them there. You're talking to them on the spot. Um, it gets them kind of more thinking about it. It's a lot easier to cl close the sale than if you're a little bit more remote from the situation. So Calendly was huge for us. Okay. It'd be nice if it integrated with Jobber. I sort of did a feedback for that because then it could go right into the Jobber calendar, which would be really nice. Um, I know there's a Zapier uh, connect, uh, connection for that, but I hadn't looked into that too much. Um, and then moving over to sales, um, biggest system for sales for us was just making sure that our, our quoting person doing the estimates was producing estimates that our production team didn't need to call to get information on. So if what, our what do you mean, what do you mean with that? Yeah, for sure. So, um, when our production team looks at the work order on jobber and they go, um, they're looking at, they're like, oh, you know, 15 windows, gutters. They're like, oh, what size the gutters on? They're not really sure. They're like 15 with them counting 20 windows. Which windows are we doing? What section of roof are we doing? And then they have to pick up the phone and they have to call myself, my business partner, or our estimator. Um, and so biggest system for that was eliminating that by uh, adding photos into the notes section on Jobber and making sure that we have really clear notes on all of our estimates so that not only for us with our clients, but also our production team when they see that, okay, there's five windows on the left side. We're only doing three windows. Oh, there's a picture. We're only doing these three windows on the right side. It's very, very clear to our production team what's being done. Uh, and that cut our, our calls down and our, it ramped up our efficiency on our job sites huge. So that way when your crew is actually seeing the job, there's no guesswork that's like, oh, are we doing the, the detached garage or aren't we? Like just having all those notes super locked in. For sure. And, and the way we kind of rate that system is um, basically if someone who didn't do the quote can read the quote and kind of have a and have a conversation with the client about what should be included and what's not included. That's where we want to be. If you can't have a conversation with the client about what's on the quote, and what's not on the quote, mm -hmm. there's not enough information there for us to nice. go off. So, that's awesome. So that's yeah. a that's a sales system you guys have developed for sure. For sure, and it's it's been working excellent. So okay. um, cut our cut our calls down with our our team and and also cut down our our missed service where the guys are doing the wrong work. Right. So mm -hmm. uh, it's been huge. And then moving into the production system. Um, you know, really enforcing that final send off with the client, making sure that they're checking to make sure that the client's happy yeah, or um, they leave huge for us because, you know, cuts our, our callbacks down like in, by insane amount, probably over half yep. uh, just by checking, Hey, you know, we wash the windows here. You know, the second we use the water fed pole for our, our windows that are up a level, can you mind just taking a quick peek through them to make sure we got everything on them before we take off? Yeah. Just as simple as that, right? And and it, it cuts down the people calling, oh, hey, there's, you know, one little thing here on this one window. Now you're driving, a, you know, burning, you know, an hour of time, one of your guys a day, you know, to go do a touch-up that should have been something that got caught with jobs. So 
Yeah, man. So making sure you're doing a really thorough, obviously deliverable on your cleaning, but also ensuring that the customer, like that's the business we're in, man, is like we're literally delivering happiness to people. Um, I heard a podcast yesterday, like if your if your product cannot go on a physical shelf, then your product is is people. And I'm just like, that's so, so true. So ensuring that the job is done super well, um, that, that your client's doing. What we find, man, is if a client's not home, that's when we've kind of missed that human connection. And then sometimes those jobs will be more prone to callbacks versus like when they're tracking with the crew leader, they're communicating, uh, we're ensuring we're doing this, we're doing this, we're not doing that. Uh, the job just goes so much smoother. 100 percent uh question from ryan here he said um uh for rob do you do piecework uh partial roofs houses etc um we do all or, all or nothing for house washes so do you do you piecemeal out your roof or house cleaning or is it kind of like one size fits all yeah for sure uh we definitely pieces uh, but we have a minimum job size of 200 so no matter what happens $200 is what we kind of calculated. It takes our guys to get to the job, unpack, do any size, you know, small or whatever. If it's, you know, under $200, mm. it still takes about that amount of time for the guys to get there, unpack, pack up, and then go to the next site. So uh, we do do piecework. Um, you know, if they only have moss on one half of the roof, we will do that. Or if they only want half their windows, the upper windows done, we will do that. Um, but uh, it has to meet that minimum threshold. Otherwise, we, we won't take it. So Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, any more systems just to wrap up on that front? I guess like, do you have a, a solid hiring system for technicians or how, how does that look with bringing new people on yeah. to your company? How, how does that look? For sure, for sure. So we definitely, we forecast kind of what our, our projected jobs are gonna be. We get the guys where we aim to produce about 850, 800 to 850 a day per, per guy. We okay. have one guy per vehicle. Um, and so basically we forecast how our production needs uh, through our marketing. Um, and so with our close rate and our guy that goes out, he's pretty consistent in terms of how many leads he's pulling in. It doesn't really drop too significantly. Uh, and if it does, he's really keen to work. So he works extra hours usually to make up to get more leads anyway. So we forecast kind of our production needs through our marketing. Um, and so that kind of gives us about a two, three week head, uh, you know, layout if we need to bring on somebody. Um, but yeah, we stick to pretty traditional channels for hiring people. It's usually, you know, indeed Craigslist. Um, we get people through there and we try our best to kind of bring on people that are, you know, third connection, friends of friends, that yeah. kind of stuff. these people work the best. They stick around the longest. They have like, they don't have that personal connection with you, but they have some kind of connection with you. So they don't want to just leave you stranded and they usually take care, a bit better care of you as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. They're not some weirdo coming in online randomly. Like, you know, you know of them, but you don't know them, I guess. Exactly. It, those are awesome hires. You said you do eight, eight fifty per guy per day. That's a really solid man. So you're, you want to be shooting for about like not getting in the weeds too much here, but you want about a hundred dollars an hour per guy in the field. Is that kind of right? That's what we aim for. Um, yeah. yeah. With all the, and again, you know, difference between painting and washing as well. A painting you can't charge as much. And yeah. so for washing, you have to charge more because there's a lot more operating costs. There's a lot less operating costs with, uh, with painting. Right. So just the sheer volume of people you're dealing with the amount of, you know, things you're having to deal with, with that, your operating costs go up quite a bit. You need more vehicles, you need more tools, you need more space. Um, you know, you have to dispose of the moss, which costs, you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, a little bit more operating costs. And so yeah, we, we aim for about a hundred an hour. Uh, right now at this time of the year, I wouldn't say that we're, we're, we're quite there. 
Yeah. Uh, peak summer we are for sure. Maybe even a little bit more some days. Mm -hmm. uh, but right now we're probably, I'd say, in and around, you know, 750 okay. um, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, a little bit lower. Yeah. yeah, I think there's times as a business owner, you want to still keep the trains running on time. And and maybe if they're not even full capacity, you're still going to run run the thing. So, um, you know, it does ebb and flow. I, I completely mm -hmm. agree with that. Also, I find depending on the service, like our uh, gutter cleaning, you know, for example, this if you have a crew loaded up for small gutter cleans, they're just not going to get that per hour charge rate that you will for a soft washing crew or somebody who's doing a new Christmas yeah. light install. So I think you're you're wise to recognize that that difference there um with two other points too with your investment thing is like yeah investing in in a good soft wash system is uh yeah. it, it costs money and also like our work safe uh premiums is is quite okay. a bit different from yeah insane from from painting as well so i think being aware of all those costs and conveying that to the homeowner you know why is rob 600 bucks and buddy over here is 300 yeah. cash what what's the what's that gap so i think filling that in with like equipment um you know what what's in it for a homeowner they don't care about your marketing costs or your crm they just want no a really good job yeah peace of mind like no weirdos at my door uh yeah. and and craig on my interview last week had a good point there's a, a who's to blame factor he calls it which is if you guys screw up or something happens or my Christmas lights fall down, what's that yeah. phone number, or email address, that point of contact I can follow up with? If you get some guy working on the side, he's just not going to come back and, and honor his work. For sure. 100%. 100%. So let's wrap up here, man. Tell us where Elevate's heading uh, next year, what, what your structure maybe of your company is next year. If you're adding any new services, like we'll, we'll get you on here again and check in with you, but, um, kind of tell the listeners to wrap up what, what the business is looking like in 2021. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds good. So, uh, biggest things I guess we're adding for next year. Um, we're going to add some driveway ceiling. We had a lot of people ask about it this year, but we didn't get around to doing any of it. Um, and little did we know, actually one of our guys that we hired has done it for years. So um, he's coming back next year, hopefully. And so that's a big thing that we're going to be adding for sure. Any kind of power washing on any kind of patio or anything, uh, we're going to be adding that. Okay. Oh, I think I froze on you there. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Um, going to be adding yeah, driveway patio ceiling. And then um, second to that, we're going to be hopefully adding Christmas lights uh, next year as well. Nice. Um, we didn't get around to it soon enough this year. We didn't get on the, the light order quick enough. We didn't think we thought about it in September. We should have thought about it probably in you know July uh, or earlier even maybe. Um, cause yeah, the cost of lights is just going to be far too much for us to, to jump in on it. So, uh, I mean, it was also your first year in business though, man. So, I mean, it, it all in good time. It took us, uh, one, two, three years to add it. And then sure. this year was our second year, but it's, uh, for any people watching here on the stream or later, uh, Christmas lights is a, is a fantastic bolt on. If you find yourself in a seasonal business where you have next to no work for three months of the year in the winter uh up in canada where rob and i are it's been uh, been been it's a great business to bolt on to add on to your existing business for sure for sure so that's what we're, we're hoping to kind of implement those things as we move forward into next year um and yeah we're, we're hoping to kind of keep a pretty steady trajectory um my business partner is you know he's in business at uh, university of victoria here um, so he has a, a base knowledge of, of a lot of business stuff, but he hadn't had a whole lot of like on the ground, um, you know, experience. And so uh, this year was great for him, um, I think. And he, I think he learned a lot. 
Um, and so next year we're hoping to kind of take, you know, he spent a lot of his time this year in that more of the, the grindy positions because he's learning and you have to kind of spend a little bit of time there to learn, you know, the scheduling, the invoicing, the, you know, the, how the production works, how to, you know, all that, you know, customer relations, all that kind of stuff. You have to spend time doing it to get good at it. And so um, I think he's there now. And, and next year we're hoping to both be focusing pretty much primarily on marketing and HR is going to be where we're at next year. Yep. Um, and yeah, we're hoping to kind of continuously grow the business and, and get it to a point where it's, uh, you know, not running itself, but have a manager in place. And me and Addy can kind of oversee the, you know, the top problems that are coming in and, and making sure we have the right people in place to, to take care of them. So that's awesome, man. And you said next year, your plan is to get a full-time office person as well, right? To help yeah. the phones, do the schedule, um, yeah. email that that's such a key part, man. Like our, our office manager, David is just a rock star. And, you know, from picking up the phones to scheduling, to moving crews around, it's uh, a very high trust position. Like I, I believe to grow your pressure washing company, you really need two key people. One is an office manager and one is like a key operations or production manager. And yep. then, and then a salesperson would be kind of number three at some point too. So you're, you're putting in those building blocks, which, you know, sky, sky's the limit once you have that structure in place. Sure, for sure. And we got, we got an office here locked down at the end of the year. I found a place uh, looking to rent there. I think they were hurting pretty bad to COVID. And so the rent was quite cheap. It's in a great location right right in the heart of our peak neighborhood where we do most of our work or I don't um, cheap rent and uh, we were able to utilize the small business loan that we got through the government and prepaid most of our rent for that and so it's gonna be even cheaper than what we had originally thought and uh, yeah we're really looking forward to it it gives us a nice space we're always operating I, I rent a house and we're always operating out of there so uh, part of that work-life balance it was nice to, to have an office to get out of the house uh, and not only that but you're not having you know all these people at your house all the time yeah. talking about at all hours of the day i know my business partner would uh we'd hang around after hours and you know later in the summer it you know it started it's fine but as it gets through the summer it's just to wear on you a bit so yeah uh, ha having that space too man for like prospective uh candidates coming for interviews uh you get an address on your google my business uh you separate uh work from the rest of your life um you get some storage uh you can have an office person work yeah. there full time like it's just there's so many wins about it. If you can justify the cost to do it, it sounds like you, you worked a really good angle on that. Yeah. Yeah. And it honestly, the drive time it saves our guys from my house to the jobs is almost it, the cost it would cost us in the, uh, over a month anyways. So yeah, wow. it was senses on all front. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, so maybe leave us with Rob, um, how someone could get in touch with you. If, uh, I know, uh, you know, you love helping people and even if, uh, maybe someone finds themselves on the island in Victoria and is, is interested in, you know, working with you to help grow this thing or get mentored from you. What, what's the best way to reach out to you? Absolutely. Uh, Facebook, probably the most direct to me. Okay. Um, if not through there, um, I monitor the email through the website as well. So you can check out our website. You can find our contact info there as well. Uh, okay. You can shoot me an email, but uh, yeah, most direct to me would probably be through Facebook. Okay, cool. I will link that in uh, in our video here for for the viewers to see. So, um, yeah, Rob, wanted to say thanks for coming on, man. We're we're at our time limit, and uh, thanks for sharing your uh, all your knowledge. I know uh, it's hard to cram it all in, and I also know that your growth is definitely not uh, not typical to what most home service businesses have. So. I, uh, I wish you continued success. I'm, I'm quite confident your business is going to double again next year. And uh, I, I think uh, it, it's pretty cool to see what you're doing. And, and uh, 
yeah, just just respect you and and think uh, you're really good for our industry too. And and for the people watching, um, you know, Rob is just a an a average guy like myself, but he's totally went deep on systems and marketing and um, business development, and that's why you're seeing this kind of uh, hockey stick growth in his company. So um, keep keep crushing it, Rob. Uh, really really proud what you're doing. Awesome. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate the kind words. You bet, man. We'll chat soon. And thanks to everyone for watching. We'll see you, uh, see you next time. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.